your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, and hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at musical entity that's ever lived. Thanks to uh, Will Stewart. Great stuff from Will as always. Our wonderful textures all day long. Mike Ashley coming up in just a little bit. But arriving on the program with the fire and might of Brian May's guitar. She's Jen the Gamecock girl. Jen, how are you? Good morning. I'm fabulous. Good morning to you. How are you? Everybody good? I'm good. We've had a great week of Gamecock basketball. You really have. Let's get right to it. Congratulations, by the way. That was a big win. I'm not a huge fan of uh, John Calipari in Kentucky anyway. And you took care of him at home. Big NCAA resume building win. And I'll tell you what, that place, I mean, you know this because you're there, but that place, man, when they're behind – that basketball team, that, that's, a, that's a fun environment down at your arena. It is fun. A lot of people criticize that arena when we first built it because it's so big. I think its capacity is seventeen or 18,000, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds I mean, little, it's, it's yeah. really, really big. It's great for concerts, but some people argue it, it would be optimal if it were a little bit smaller with regards to basketball. But when it's full like that, it does have a distinct vibe that is super fun and definitely an advantage, a big advantage. 
Well, yeah, we played, we being Radford, we played down there. Now, this was many years ago, and, you know, you guys weren't great. We hung in there for a while. I think you ended up, you know, kind and, of... And you didn't call me then either, but go ahead, No, please. that's true. That's true. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been like, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. I, I, I have a feeling I tried to get a hold of you. I mean, I'm just going to say that, <laughs> you know, it was a long time ago. Really? Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I do remember that it is a large, large place. I do remember that. It's kind of dark up top, too, right? It, it's kind it of, is. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good good win, man. Good win for you guys. You think maybe you feel the with what Don has done, Coach Daly's done with the women, you think maybe that you know they get the coach in there and there's been a lot more focus on that program, put a little pressure on the women's program, actually put pressure on the men's program a little bit. I agree with that. I think so. And she is so supportive of the men. She was actually there at the Kentucky game. I don't know if, if you saw her there in the stands, but because of course they showed her several times. But I, I just think that's really it's it's something that you don't see a lot now with the women leading the way, and maybe it's a sign of things to come. It's exciting. Well, and watching her team as we switch gears here, I. They look to me better than the national championship team because they defend a little bit better. I mean, she's got athletes up and down. I mean, a big win against LSU was a good game. But South Carolina, uh, the Lady Gamecocks look like they are, uh, they're ready to, you know, take this thing forward, in my opinion. I think them losing to Iowa last year yep. was yep. a motivator. And they are ready. So it's exciting because I worried last year about our offense. It did seem like we struggled at times and just couldn't get enough points on the board, but that is no longer a concern, obviously. So, No, no. Looking good. It was fun to watch last night. Of course, they were down. I can't remember how big the gap was at halftime. Um, they closed it a little bit. I think it was maybe five or six points that we were down, but we had been losing. We didn't play well in the first half, and they really came on strong in the second half. It was fun to see. Yeah, you were it was down. A good game. Good night. Down like by five at halftime, but there's never any panic. All five starters in double figures. I mean, that's just that's that's tough to overcome. And that you know, and LSU's clearly a top ten, maybe a top five type of team. They're going to be back in the hunt. So that's it's kind of you know, SEC women's basketball is is a little bit like your football conference, right? I mean, it's there's some really really good teams on the ladies side. Agreed, and it, it's starting to draw a lot of attention. The fact that it was featured so heavily on ESPN was fun, too. It, it was a real game day vibe. It was special. So I enjoyed all that build-up and intensity, and we lived up to the hype, which was even better. Yeah. So I've just had a great week. Yeah, you're having a great winter with not having football to think about. <laughs> Yeah, it's taken some of the stress wow. out of my life. Yeah, I know. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> but I'm still all wrapped up in following the football. You know how I am. So I know. I'm, I'm, I can't check out of it. Do you think, uh, and I'm not even going to do the usual inquiry about uh, Shane Beamer's job security, but it seems like his mentality, and I was reading uh, Danny Cannell came out. Um, he's got a serious, he's the former uh, a quarterback at Florida State, and he's a commentator. He was talking about how, you know, looking at some of these older coaches like Nick Saban, who's not been shy about, look, I, I was ready to get out close to it, but this whole thing with the portal and the NIL kind of pushed me out. Do you think we're going to see more and more veteran coaches just say, you know what, 
I'm done here. I can't. I don't want to handle this. I understand this is the way it's going. You're not necessarily fighting against the flow of how it's going to go in college athletics, but you don't necessarily want to be around for it. And I think that I think there's something to that, right? These older coaches just kind of like, eh, we didn't do it that way. I'm not going to adjust doing it that way. Whereas I think maybe you know Shane's one of those guys that says, look, I'm kind of old school too. My dad was, but I get it. And they and you guys have embraced the portal and everything, the NIO. Correct. And I, I do think that. I mean, has Harbaugh said much nationally about why he's making the switch? I mean, I would suspect that's part of his motivation. Well, I think people close to him have said he has not made a statement, but this whole thing about the investigation during the season finally did it for him. He felt like it was a witch hunt that it got publicized when just about everybody else is doing it. Notice you didn't hear a lot of coaches coming out and talking against Harbaugh and this whole sign stealing thing. Did you notice that? We heard. Mm-hmm. We heard. I, I did notice that. Yeah. All right. Well, whenever coaches Agreed. are silent against other coaches, it goes back to the old recruiting days when everything was uh, quote illegal and did under the table. The reason coaches don't turn each other in is because they're all doing it. They're all you know they have to do it to survive. And I think. Harbaugh got sick of it. He almost went to the NFL the last three years, right? He went, he interviewed twice in Minnesota, turned down the job. He did an interview with my Broncos last year, but he basically told him, look, I'm going to do this video uh, interview, but I really don't want to leave this year, but I'll do it anyway. And then this year he was ready to go. He won a natty, and uh, I think the whole thing, the chase after him shot it down. But I, I don't know. I, I think you're going to see that. I think older guys are going to step down now. We're going to see more and more of it. Well, because they can at that point. I mean, they've kind of... Money and everything else. Right. I mean, they can do that. I think the younger coaches have to figure out a way to make it work. They don't have enough clout to make the NFL jump. So they're trying to make this work as best as they can. I mean, someone like Shane Beamer, of course, this is his first head coaching experience. So, of course, he's going to get after it and try to make it work. Speaking of clout, I want to ask you, do you as an SEC fan now that Nick Saban is gone. Does that take away a lot of the luster of this league? Does it take some of the shine off the league? Because I think DeBoer's going to be okay. He's not going to be as good as Nick Saban. Alabama's not going to be as good without Nick Saban for a while. Do you think it hurts the league overall just not have him around? I I, kind of think it does. It does a little, and I think it's, it's one of those sad sign of the times things that happen that remind you that the football we the college football that we loved so much it's not going to exist anymore it's just going to be totally different so yeah maybe a little bit i mean i think the sec is still going to draw so much attention as it does but you're right some of the personalities when they change it's to the detriment of the SEC. But I will say, I mean, Lane Kiffin, you know how I feel about Lane. He's keeping it interesting, and he's providing some entertainment there. He's kind of got some Spurrier-esque intrigue about him, don't you think? Yeah, I, I like Lane Kiffin. I didn't like him at SC because he was caught up in the whole Pete Carroll cheating thing. But I, now that he's gotten a little older and he just looks at it and says things honestly the way they are, yeah, I think there's a lot to that. I can see that, sure, sure. He's a big personality. I, of course, Mike Leach was a big personality. And, of course, that's a big loss still for the oh, SEC so in bad. terms of the intrigue and the experience. 
and of course he was like nobody else but I mean I think others will rise up to to meet that that personality piece but it won't be the same right because right. I mean right. Stephen had the personality but all the chops too and just so many years Correct. of experience you just Correct. can't can't replicate that easily all right have you uh, have you researched your schedule for 2024 oh no I didn't do it. I've had a really intense week at work. Uh, here so we here we go. No. You and you didn't you didn't remind me. Well, okay. Well I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll save it. We'll save it for next week then. We're gonna go through your schedule. We want your picks. We'll go through my picks and we'll see what South Kakalaki ends up with here at the end of two thousand and twenty four. Well, I was thinking about our conversation about Phil Steele and I think he was probably pretty accurate with his prediction of how we would end up this year do you remember that discussion i I threw it away because i just needed to put it behind me (laughs) i'm a copy of that but you probably still have yours do you uh my mag yeah somewhere i have it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so that would be interesting to see too how we did in relation to what he predicted but my recollection of it is that he was pretty spot on with how we're going to do because he had some concerns about close. our team going into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. We talk about how these coaches are adjusting to the portal in the NIL. I want to see how guys like Phil Steele adjust to their preseason outlooks about teams, right, with the portal in the NIL. He's going to have to make an adjustment with how he goes out and assesses, oh. right? Yeah, true. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point, especially, yeah, because he collects so much information. So I imagine much. it's a gigantic hassle for him. Yeah, I mean, I. You can add players. You just don't know how they're going to adapt to a new situation. I mean, a lot of times it works out great. We've seen um, – well, look at Washington. I mean, just look at them, right, with Penix. I mean, he, he fit perfectly there. So, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, kind of like it did with uh, Spencer Rattler. It just didn't work. <coughs> no. What? He was the best thing of our <laughs> offense. Best thing about our offense this year, I think. I mean, well, one of them. We had a few stand out. Yeah. Things, of course, uh, Xavier Legat was one of them. Juice Wells was supposed to be, but got injured. We we had some good stuff happening, and we've we've been way worse. I mean, I came down here from Virginia for the Owen Eleven season. I drove down for every home game. So, oh, I mean, this Oof. this seems good in relation to that. Sure, very <laughs> true, very true. You lost Juice though, didn't you? Correct. He's going to Ole Miss. Yeah. Kiffin got him. Yeah, that's right. that's right. But I don't know about him. I don't know. I'm not totally sad about him leaving. You know, what He was very, very good, but I had some other questions about his fit with the team. You know what's going to make you saddest about Juice? It's going to be on Saturday, October the 5th, when he's down there on your field and he's just you know caught his third touchdown pass of the game. Then you'll be really sad about you. Oh, really? You, you, that's your prediction already? <laughs> Lane Kiffin. We just talked about Lane Kiffin, right? No, I do like Lane Kiffin. All right. Got so, a crush on him. This is Juice's last year in college football. He's going back to the place they just poached him from. Let's just say what it is. They outbid South Carolina to keep him. That's the way it works. Not, cool. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. That's just the way it is. All right? He got a better offer right, from Ole Miss. That's factual. Mm-hmm. And there's no way Lane Kiffin's not going to try to put that guy in a situation where he's not going to catch 10 balls and multiple targets in the red zone. 
Let's just put it that way, right? Right, but there's also no way that we would not be ready. Wait, there's a lot of knots yeah. in there. We're going to be ready for it. <laughs> you still have your defensive coordinator? Uh, yeah, okay. we, we do. I don't think you're going to be <laughs> you know, ready. Somehow I don't have confidence you're going to be ready for but, that. <laughs> but there's some other things at play there. I, I think it'll be improved. Okay. Right. Just how much, I don't know. Okay. All right, real quick, how did your uh, your weekend, wasn't last weekend, um, was it recruiting? Was it, what was it? You were doing something with um, new folks in the band, is that right? Do I remember correctly? I, we had auditions last weekend that we hosted 100 That's right. prospective students across the school of music, band, choir, jazz, orchestra, everything. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. How'd it go? Uh, How'd it go? Were you happy? Did you like what you heard? It was fabulous. I mean, again, I've just had such a good week. I've been working hard, but we have two more audition days, and they will be even bigger, probably double what that one was at least. So... Lots going on for me at work, but I do have Saturday off, which is rare for me, but I think I'm going to go watch the men's basketball team Saturday. Who they have on Saturday? I'm trying to remember who, and that's an SEC game. I have not checked yet, to be honest. This is how busy I am at work. Mm. <laughs> it's a reflection of my work life right now. I got you. I got USC you. owns me, like, every breathing moment, right? Uh, at this kind of year through May 1st. It's, it's my season. Well, you'll appreciate this down here at Radford. It's our alumni weekend. We've got the, the doubleheader tomorrow with the women and the men. So we'll have a lot of former players coming back in town. I know those are the kind of things I know you dig, moments like that. I do think that. Is Mike Ashley coming back? Yes, Mike Ashley, I think, is in town today. I'm not sure. Or at least maybe later today. Yeah. Okay. So are you two going to be hanging out and getting into some trouble? Uh, I hope so. Uh, i got to find out how much trouble he got in in Cancun. I'm looking forward to these stories we're about to hear. <laughs> He's going to be all toasty, brown, and happy. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. The, uh, what does he call it? The mostly semi-retired life treating him well. Uh, no question. No question. So. I don't want that. But i you know, I got to yeah, keep working. i yeah. got to keep bringing in these good classes here. I'm never going to be able to retire. There you go. Well, you will. I have no, no doubt about that whatsoever. All right, well, enjoy your uh, basketball game tomorrow. And uh, next week, we'll jump right into uh, Jen's 2024 South Carolina one-loss record on the football schedule. <laughs> She's already laughing. Huh? I'm going to be prepared, but it is, I want you to know it's tough. I've had to distance myself a little bit from the football thing just to calm down just a little. Oh, I get it. I get it. So this is going to be this is going to require some focus to to have reentry, but I will do it for All right. you. All right, and we will. Uh, it's a good idea you had. I'll find that. I'll try to find that mag and see what Phil said exactly about uh, South Carolina going into this past year. I remember you reading me some stuff yeah. on the air when we did our pick yep. for our yep. predictions, and you kind of warned me it might not be <laughs> right. the best right. year. All right, we'll, we'll we'll review. We'll see what he had to say. Okay. Well, you have a good weekend, too. All right. Thanks for having me on. Well, as always, uh, wouldn't want to do the show without you. You know that. And uh, you stay safe, and we'll talk again next week. All right. Go Gamecock. There you go. That's uh, Jen the Gamecock Girl joining us here on the program. Good stuff from her, as always. We'll jump into that schedule and see what she's got to say about uh, 2024, which I think is a really big year for Shane Beamer. All right. We'll be back wrapping up this segment and reminding you what's ahead, our final big segment on a Friday. 
the long All right, we are headed into our bottom of the hour news break. Final segment for another week coming up. Mike Ashley joins us next. The Radford Hall of Famer. We'll get updated on all his whereabouts. See who thinks going to win the uh, championship games on Sunday. Talk about coming weekend for that. Mike joins us next. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's many times that we've loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough, baby. Oh, oh, yeah. What a segue, huh? Welcome back. Final segment for another week. Oh, he donned his Superman cape and flew high above the state of Texas. And then he decided to go ahead and head across the country, leave the country. Mexico and back, Mike Ashley, the Radford Hall of Famer. Michael, good morning. Welcome back, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, and thanks for the uh, bullfrog of love first thing this morning. Oh, oh yeah. Very wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I, was in, I was in Texas, right on the, uh, like, 20 miles from the uh, Mexican border. Uh, no busloads of Republicans where I saw, but anyway, um, yeah, we came... Uh, it's three days ago, so it's been a whirlwind across the country with uh, Al Roker and Jim Cantori chasing me along the way, apparently. <laughs> Basically, just got up and watched the Weather Channel, watched that storm front moving, and that's exactly where I was driving. Well, uh, well. T- remarkable tour. And I, but I had to get back for winter weekend and a doubleheader uh, tomorrow in the Devon Center, so I'm really looking forward to that. Well, tell us about uh, yeah. We'll get into uh, we'll get into the uh, alumni weekend, but tell us about Mexico, man. I mean, uh, from the photos you sent me, you were having a great time. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't even know what a cenote was before I got down there. I guess I did. I did. My daughter told me it was uh, these caves that, that that have water in them, and you, you go down in them and you swim in the in the uh, the water in these caves. And I was like. You know, uh, first I was very unimpressed. I said, this is nothing on Dixie Caverns except an indoor pool, you know. But it, it really it really was pretty cool. And uh, being a big guy, I was kind of worried that I was going to literally clog up the whole tour by getting stuck somewhere in, <laughs> in there. But uh, I survived, and it was, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Although I was sore in places because you had to sort of duck walk through some areas and bend over and... Uh, all good, and then went out. Went out uh, there. I was I was at a uh, Acamal Beach down there on the Yucatan Peninsula, and uh, uh, stayed in a house with uh, in-laws, and uh, just had a had a wonderful time. You know, it was really very relaxing. But man, was I ready to get back to the Eastern Standard Time and get myself straightened out? And uh, yesterday, the clouds broke as I I, I got onto eighty-one in Tennessee, and I was able to turn off the GPS because I know how to get. Get to where I would needed to from there, so 
that was really good. Uh, I was in Lafayette, Louisiana. It was my first stop coming out of Texas. And uh, I stayed in a terrible hotel there. And uh, I got up um, Wednesday morning, and my wife had sent me a text that I'm watching the Weather Channel. I'm really worried about your trip today. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that, that's an eye-opener before you have your coffee. And so I, I ran to the front desk uh, to, the, uh, to, to get my continental breakfast and get the hell out of there. And the, uh, the whole front office was locked up, lights were off, nothing was set up for anybody. And I, it was like MASH 4077 had done down already. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I better get the heck out of here. <laughs> they bugged out on you is what you're telling me. Bug out, bug and, out. Yes, yes. And then Thursday, as I uh, turned on the weather channel in the morning, all the places I'd been the day before, Lafayette, Louisiana, Jackson, Tennessee, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they were all on the weather channel. And, Rick, that's not a good thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they were all right. flooding, and I, I feel terrible for the people down there. I, I met some wonderful people along the way, uh, and, uh, um, you know, but the, the, the trip back was kind of a panic. Just stay ahead of the storms and uh yeah oh here i am i'm in the coffee shop in salem home turf so uh all good looking world right now and looking forward to getting to radford uh, this afternoon although i've got way too many meetings office hours at bt's tonight sports fans come on by there you go there you go and we'll talk some sports what uh what was the best did what did you have one good meal in mexico i'm sure you had several good meals but was there one uh, night at dinner that stood out what did you have well my my uh, fancy Dan daughter, and I mean that as a compliment. She's got, she's always had rich taste, and uh, they at our house that we were staying at, they had uh, all but two nights from there. They had a chef come in and cook for us, Ooh. and it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, he usually did like four or five entrees. And we had some vegetarians, and even I tried some. I so I tried a little bit of everything, and I, I every night I was like, okay. This thing, I could just eat this. I wouldn't need anything else. I'll just eat this because it's so good. And I said that about <laughs> so many things. But yes. And then, of course, I come back and the hotel I stayed at um, Thursday night, uh, the only restaurant nearby was a Mexican restaurant. So I staggered over to the Mexican restaurant and I, I had a steak there. And then last night, friends here in town took me out. And guess what? It's Mexican food. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and all I could think about was, was my friend Jimmy Bain told me, he said, well, you know, yeah, you ain't in, in Mexico, but it's not Mexican food down there, it's just food. That's true, <laughs> that's right. This is just dinner, that's a good point, very yeah, good point. Yeah, I got a I, I kick out of that. Oh, and my, uh, here at the coffee shop, um, I, I ordered my omelet, and I came and sat down and sat up here and tried to read a little bit so I know something about anything today, and... Uh, uh, the guy came over and gave me my omelet, and he went, and he went uh, yeah, I, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know where to, to find you, but the, the girl just described, oh, it's the man in the fun shirt. <laughs> so I've got that going for me. So just come to BT tonight and look for the man in the fun shirt. Are you, are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt this morning? Is that what you're wearing? It is not, but I really have no wardrobe. I did not plan on being back and come to all these big <laughs> meetings I got to go to today. I've got Cancun stuff, and I've got sweat, and I think I've got one pair of long pants. But hey, look what the look at the weather I brought with me. Finally, that's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Did you yeah. have any problem? Did you have any problems at the airport with the federalities like I did? <laughs> 
No, uh, more so there was a, you know, where I was driving is so far down south on the ocean water, they actually have stops where they stop and just look in your car and size you up and that sort of thing. So I wasn't worried about that. Uh, but, uh, because I do, I, with the mustache and everything, I do have the countenance of maybe a little Hispanic or something. I'll, although with my, when I laugh, which you better not do in front of these people, uh, my, my eyes close, and I've always looked kind of Asian when I do that. So, you know, I'm a mixed bag. You, know, you, you, you never know what you're going to get from me. International, Mike Ashley, here uh, on the program. Exactly. Yeah. A man of the people. man of the peeps, that's right. A shapeshifter. He can change to whatever he's around. Um, all right, we mentioned uh, Alumni Weekend, and uh, it's always a big time. I know it's always special for you, isn't it, to come back for this doubleheader? Well, right, and again, like I said, I didn't plan on being here. I didn't think I would get back in time and get, you know, released for good behavior from the in-laws' house in Texas, although it was nice, nice to see him and it was down there. I, I don't think I've ever been away from home this long. I left my house in Fairfax on December 15th. Uh, but yeah, so it's really nice and it's wonderful to get a chance to go to RAD today. I've got some big meetings in the College of Humanities and Behavioral Sciences, and you know, we've talked a little bit about what's going on in the journalism program there, and it's really nice to be invited to have some input on that and uh, see what's going on, and uh, uh, we've made some inroads. I, I hear the Tartan is actually, the student newspaper RAD is actually online as of yesterday, which is something I've been lobbying for. And we've actually got a couple of kids that I think are going to be pretty good sports writers. So uh, I'm looking forward to keeping up with the Highlanders there, too, along with Big, um, Big Dog Sports. And uh, you're a great worker. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I know there's a lot of players back in town, uh, women and men. Of course, I worked with the women's program for a long time. And uh, it's kind of gratifying now that women's basketball has taken off the way it has because I, I feel like uh, back in back in the old days I was just uh, you know standing on the mountaintop shouting into the wilderness hey this is pretty good basketball you should watch more than you do Stephanie Howard Patricia Tony Shannon Wilkie Tammy Crown great 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 players at Radford and I think uh, we're starting to, to build that back up judging by what Mike McGuire is doing right now and a huge game for them uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock at the Devon Center against Presbyterian and, of course, for the men, too, we need to, to bounce back from some adversity uh, with the roster there, some injuries, and, uh, you know, not having any big men. You know, heck, they need to meet a couple – they didn't meet even the round man the pronoun to help rebound. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's talk about them next week because I, I, I haven't seen them in a month. Sure, so sure. I'm looking for it. Other than Dequan – this shot from the Brian Antoine feed at your great call on radio. That's about all I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's right. You were telling me. I sent you that. And you said you had just gotten back on ground in the U.S., right? And then, boom, that's the first thing you saw. I was I was, I was, was getting into the TSA line in, in Houston, uh, which is a huge airport. Oh, my God. And yeah, and that's, I was in line. I was the only one in the TSA line cheering. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, I got to ask you, um, big news, and a lot of our listeners have chimed in on it, uh, the death of Sports Illustrated and what that magazine used to represent, and it turned into utter crap at the end. But can you talk about what that means, man? This is like a, it's just a huge landmark moment because nothing was more important than the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote a column about this that I've got to find and repost. Uh, but it was, I remember that huge step for me as a, as a 
a 12 to 13 year old, going from Boys Life magazine to Sports Illustrated. And beyond just the entree into all that great sports writing, which obviously, obviously had a huge, huge effect on me, was think about Sports Illustrated. I've got, I've got, uh, you know, ads with alcohol in it, and I've got, you know, scantily clad women spread out over the magazine selling men products, and uh, it was it was like uh, my first first uh, pull back the curtain and look into adulthood a little bit, and uh, but obviously uh, uh, Dan Jenkins was such an influence on my writing uh, early on, the, the great college football writer from back then, and uh, I take it over for Tech Mall, and then you think about the long form journalism in that magazine. Oh man. Some of those great, great features. And, uh, yeah, every week in the mailbox, you know, if your team did something on the weekend, you know, whether it was your college team or your, your pro team, and you watched it on TV, you couldn't wait till Thursday to see if your guys were on the cover and to read about it again. And uh, I, I, I know that those of us at a certain age, we all miss that feeling. I've talked to so many people about this. I used to have... One of my standard questions when I meet new people, we find out what common ground we've got and get a chance to talk to them. And actually, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> um, I always like to ask, you know, what's the best concert you've ever seen? You learn a lot of per- people. Uh, you learn a lot about a person from that question, and you hear some great, great stories. And I have. And then, so back in the day, when I meet sports people and we start talking. One of my favorite things is, well, okay, you subscribe to Sports Illustrated. What was your all-time favorite issue of Sports Illustrated? <laughs> That's very cool. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I remember for me, it was the uh, 1974 Pete Rose cover, Man man of the Year, Sports Illustrated Pete Rose for his MVP season. So big story on Pete Rose before we all knew what a prick he was. And, uh, and although we got an inkling from reading about him then even, and then... Um, the, but the lead news story in the feature was a was a Roger Staubach led Cowboys win over Washington with uh, with you know four pages of color photos of the Cowboys in, in Texas Stadium with the way the weird if you could always look at a photo of the Cowboys back then and see what that they were in Texas Stadium because the lighting was so unusual you know whether it was the Sun Field. Or it was just uh, the indoor feel of, of like indoor lighting, like a basketball arena, you know. Yeah. Which makes me wonder stuff like uh, what Cameron Indoor Arena do. Why do they call it that? Why don't they call it Wallace Wade Outdoor Stadium or something outdoor arena? You know, I I don't I don't know why they do that. But the the, cow, the lighting in Texas Stadium is was so distinctive. It, it, it was. Uh, Something that really me, and really, this is all I want to talk about about the Cowboys right now. Okay. <laughs> well, I just you know the great photography over the years, and the, the Sid Finch story, the great George Plimpton, and how that took the nation by storm. I mean, you're just not going to have that anymore. As Jeff Stephan told you about the Sid Finch story with me and him. No. Uh, no. For people, the April first issue back in the uh, the the mid '80s. Uh, they had this story about a, a character named Sid Finch who was uh, trying out um, for the Mets, and he was a he was apparently come from a, a Tibet monastery where he he was in the Zen and he'd learned the art of the pitch and he could throw a ball 168 miles per hour. Now I know this all sounds ridiculous <laughs> now, but back then when you didn't have you know Sports Center you know inundating you completely like they do now and all these other things. So there was, there was just enough 
hidden away and the way they wrote the story, and it was by Drew, a, a byline by George Clinton. So you didn't expect to be being taken on April Fool's joke, but, but we were. And Clap and I and a couple other sports fans were so obsessed by this. We could not – we almost got kicked out of the Heath ballroom for talking so loud. We just couldn't – we couldn't get our minds around somebody like, could fall ball 168 miles per hour and was this Zen Buddhist and uh, the art of the pitch and all that. And uh, um, in fact, the next day when I came to work, I uh, I called the men. I called. I actually called their front office because <laughs> they were down in Port St. Lucie for spring <laughs> training, and I called them and I asked about it. And I was I was sort of crushed when they told me, "Oh, it's all an April Fool's joke." And I went. What? Yeah. It's not true? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean a joke? That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we're glad to have you back. I'm glad you had a great time. You've earned it. And I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow, my friend, at the Dedman Center. And by the way, uh, we talked about it yesterday, but uh, happy belated birthday. Oh, it was, I had a wonderful time here, out, even though they didn't take me for Mexican food, those idiots. But, uh, yeah, it was all good, and I appreciate all the well wishes so much and from some of the big dog sports fans out there. Oh, and here's a Mike Gassie moment. Last night I ran into a, a, a bunch of mem- Bruce Harrison, a tennis coach, was at the restaurant, and Billy Dick Gallagher, one of the best tennis players at Radford back when I was there and they were winning NAIA, NAIA championships and stuff. I mean, I, mean, I hadn't seen Billy Dick Gallagher since I was in school as a student. So... That was incredible. It's six because he was so tall and skinny as a tennis player there. So, But uh, that was quite a moment last night. Very <laughs> anyway, cool. Very cool. Next week, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll watch the Highlanders intently this weekend, and I will know stuff next week, and we can actually talk sports again. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, listen, stay safe, and I will uh, see you tomorrow. Hey, looking forward to it. Come on out to the Devon Center. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. And we'll see, we'll see Goober in person tomorrow. <laughs> So that'll be good. That'll be good. Mike Ashley joining us on the program from the uh, the uh, like the Mill Mountain Coffee House yesterday uh, today. All right, we'll be back. He didn't tell us. Uh, Goober says hey though, so I'm going to say it for him. Hey to Goober. All right, we'll be back. Wrap it up after this. <laughs> on out of here. It is Alumni Weekend. Doubleheader tomorrow with the women and men's basketball. Radford, come by and see us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks again for your great requests. Thanks to Will Stewart, Jen, Mike Ashley. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And uh, we will reconvene on Monday. Take care, everybody.
of us here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.